What's up, Witty King? What's up, Witty Queen? Y'all already know who it is. It's your big bro, DeMont Pope, a.k.a. Mr. Purpose Over Pointless Excuses. Yeah, y'all already know what's up with me every week. My job is to motivate, inspire, right? Educate and empower. And all of my guests do the exact same thing. So it doesn't stop this week. I got another very, very special guest for you waiting right now. And I know you want to know who it is. So without further delay, before I introduce the guest, I need you to hit the subscribe button. If you haven't already, hit the notification bell so that you are aware of every time we release a new content and look do me a favor share this with about 10 of your friends who you want to see put their purpose over pointless excuses all right now enough for the delay i can't wait no more so i hope you're ready ready or not without further delay i want to introduce to some present to others my bro mr jared scott yeah what's up what's up man nothing dude you are the best introducer of all time or whatever you would call that like seriously you could make a living off of just doing that wow man listen i'm honored bro listen jay i'm so glad to have you on the on the show today bro listen it's very special you and i we we got a very special bond and we'll get into that in a little bit man but without further delay man i want to thank you first of all for taking time out of your schedule man to join me right here on the king speaks podcast bro so thank you so much yeah man i've been waiting (laughs) i've been ready i've been ready well, look, the wait is over, bro. And look, since I know you, I know a little bit about you. Let's get these um, uh, viewers and listeners on the same page we are. So let us know real quick who exactly is Jared Scott and go ahead and tell us what it is that you do, my brother. Absolutely. So I am a shy kid turned public speaker, basically. At 15 years old, I had a tragedy happen in my life. I had a couple friends that committed suicide in my small town, uh, Midland, Texas. We don't have that many people here, so it was an epidemic, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, four kids in one month committed suicide. That's how big this deal was. But the problem was nobody talked about it because nobody knew how to talk about it. So as a 15-year-old kid, I wanted to talk about my emotions and what people were going through and what I saw other people going through. But when I started to ask those questions, I started to get answers like, just get a job, just stay busy, just don't think about it. And I knew that wasn't the right answer deep down, but I didn't have the right answer. Mm. So I went back to school. I, I was like focusing on behavioral sciences and stuff like that. And I was just trying as hard as I could to get the right answers for people. And so that's what my whole life has been, bro. I've been speaking for 12 years now, over 500 schools, and just speaking about mental health, social, emotional learning. So my story is still being written. Every time that I go and I'm hearing people telling their stories to me, that becomes a part of our story. And that's really what I'm about, man, is just empowering people to tell their story. If we don't see your point of view or your perspective of life, we'll never see the full picture. Like we have to all tell our stories. Everybody has a story and they're all valid. That's that's me, bro. That's me. Just getting people to understand that, bro. Wow, bro. Look, look, man, you, 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 you got me like, like you really, really hitting already, bro. Like, like you came out the gate ready. Right. So, so you, you, you talked about being that shy kid, right? That shy kid, and I can relate to that, whether people believe it or not, man. I don't really, I don't really like the attention, you know what I mean? Even though it seems as though I thrived in that area. It's like, you know, I, I was a little shy kid myself. But you said, bro, you said when you were 15 years old, Jared. All right, now we got to get a little serious with it because you hit me in my heart. You said when you were 15 years old, you said you lost, if my, if my math was correct, you said four people 
to suicide. Four in our town. Two of them I knew personally, and one of them was my best friend's like girlfriend at the time who he was wow. talking to. So it was really close. And, and I'll be completely honest with my audience. I'm not trying to say like this was my best friend that passed away. No, it was my best friend's girlfriend. So what I was really concerned about, like me personally, to be 100 with you, is what he was going to do. You know, I was scared about my friend's mental health, my best friend. Like, I, I couldn't imagine being in his position. So I was scared for what he was going to do, and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Mm. The only thing that I knew was music, bro. That's what I did. Like, I, I wrote music to express my emotions. So me and my friend, we put together a song that we called Life Lessons. And then we took that song to the school district, and we asked if we could rap to the kids. And that's how it all started, bro. I rapped to the kids, and then I just told them the truth, man. I just told them how I was feeling, how I was dealing with what happened. And then that's where the public speaking part started. I went to be a rapper. I was going to just rap my song. And then afterwards, mm -hmm. I told them how I was feeling and why I wrote that song, the story behind it. Yeah. And that's when I realized that the truth isn't what you're going through, what you've gone through. It's how you're feeling and how you're dealing with it. Mm -hmm. So Speak. many people tell the truth, right? They tell people what happened to them, but they don't tell them how they're feeling. If somebody asks you, are you okay? And they say, I'm fine. I'm just tired. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't tell the truth, the full truth. Yeah. And so that day when I stood up on stage and I told the truth of what happened and how I was feeling, that's when I fully connected with people for the first time, bro. Like people came up to me afterwards and told me that story of my friend that lost her life. It just changed their life. It just saved their life. And that was the first time I experienced real connection like that with somebody through my feelings. Mm -hmm. Cause I'll be honest, like you said, you know, you don't seem like a shy kid. Like people can't believe that I was a shy kid either. Right. And if you ask some of my friends, they wouldn't even believe it from back then because I could talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Right. That was the truth. But I couldn't right. talk to them about my feelings. So there's a difference. Yeah. Big difference, bro. Big difference. And I, I want to highlight something else that you said, too, because it's like you like I could tell this is the divine interview, man, because you flew. You you flew. You flowed <laughs> right into the next question, man, because I was going to ask you exactly how long you've been doing it. But you've already told us you said yeah. 12 years, which now here I am trying to do math again. Now, you said when you were 15, you had this encounter that changed your life. And then you wrote the song. Right. And then you and you, you guys went to the school district, asked for permission to perform the rap song. Right. And I can relate because I started out with everything in me telling me 100 percent, Jared, I was going to be a rapper. You couldn't tell me that I wouldn't the next Tupac, but the gospel yeah. rapping version of Tupac. You get where I'm coming from. So yeah. so we talking about 12 years, which means that you are still really, really young, Jared. We talking about 15, 12 years. We talking about what you around maybe 27 years old, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Because I've been watching you, bro, and I've been following you because we're a part of the same community. And since you and I met and crossed paths, I've been inspired by you. I've been motivated yeah. by you. And we've had some of those conversations about that mental health, bro. So knowing that you've been locked into this space, I want the viewers and listeners to know that there is a 12-year span of dedication, 12-year span of commitment, 12-year span of studying to show yourself approved in the space in which you and I occupy today. So I want to salute you for that. And I also want to let the listeners know that you it, it's not going to be an overnight. Success doesn't happen overnight, right? Even when you're yeah. walking in your purpose, Jerry, even when you're walking in your calling, when, you, when you're doing what God has created you to do, there's still a process that you had to go to, go through. So you explained that process when, when, when you were planning out your life as a rapper and something hit you, it hit your community, right? Uh, uh, it hit home 
and it forced you to make a pivot. You made a hard stop and a pivot into an entirely different career field. So I can relate to that. Now, Jared, let me ask you this. Would you say that the inspiration or the motivation, right, that driving force behind you saying, you know what, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Would you say that happened after you had the opportunity to rap that song and you spoke uh, for that school district? Was it something that happened that day that put it in your heart that this is what you're going to do for the rest of, of your life? Take us to that moment, that motivation, that driving force, Jared. It actually happened the week before I went to the school for the first time. I was putting together the song in the studio and I had this random lady, bro, random lady knock on my studio door. To this day, I don't know her name. I don't know why she was there. Right. I believe in God. So I believe it was just divine appointment. Right. Random lady says she was walking by the studio door. She could hear the music from outside. She wanted to come in and listen to my song. Okay. So as random as that is. Right. I let this random lady in and I'm sitting there and I'm playing this song. She's sitting behind me. I can't see her. And about halfway through the song, I hear the door close. So I turn around and this lady's gone. So she left in the middle of the song. To me, bro, that meant the song was terrible. I was Mm. an insecure high school kid, right? I was like, this lady can't even finish my song. It's terrible. I quit. Who am I kidding? You know, I'm the shy kid. I can't be a public speaker. I can't do this, bro. I, I gave up in that moment, right? So I'm turning off the computer. I'm shutting off the lights. I'm literally walking out my studio door to leave. I'm going home. And there she is, the same lady standing in the doorway. But this time she's got tears running down her face. And she went outside and she went to her car and she grabbed a ring. And she handed me this ring and she said, I want to give it to you. I looked down at it and on the side in big bold letters, it says hope, right? Mm. I tell people all the time, that's not a crazy thing to be on jewelry. It's on all types of jewelry, right? right? But in that moment, you don't understand like, hope was all I needed. Like I, I had everything but hope. Like I, I lost hope. So for her to give me this ring that says hope on it. I'm like, this is crazy. So I kind of just broke down. I, I kind of, I started to cry a little bit. I, I just sat there, you know, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. She put her hands on my shoulders. She looked me dead in the eyes, bro. And she goes, Hey, I just had a friend that lost her son to suicide. She said, I just moved here short notice to come be be with my friend and comfort her because I lost my job. She said, my grandmother passed away. She said, it feels like I'm losing everything and everyone that I love. But your song right there just gave me hope. My goodness. And she said, that's why I want to give this to you. And and she and, and in that moment, like I was still trying to work on the song and stuff. And, and she looked at me and she goes, hey, all we need is hope. And that that became the hook of the song. It goes, all we need is hope. All we need is help. All we really need is someone just to care about someone else. Mm. It's like it's full of lessons. God is full of lessons. And, you know, it's like it just it, it went from all we need is hope to we can make a bright future from a really dark past. Like, like that's the last that's the last line. Is that Man, too much yeah. to want? Is Come that on, too yeah. much to ask? We can make a bright future from a really dark past. Like it, it just wrote itself after that. Like it was just it was perfect. It was a, a defined appointment moment. It was just it was perfect. And um. I was a kid that always looked around and compared pain. And I found somebody purposely. I'd go find somebody who had it worse than me. And then I would say, my story isn't significant enough to be valid. Mm. Like my story doesn't matter because they have it worse. They have it worse. They have it worse. I should just sit here and suffer in silence by myself. Nobody's going to care or relate to my story. And in that moment, when she told me that, that my story gave her hope, right, was enough for me to say, okay, I have a story. Like it was just like a, yeah. a, a defined moment. Where I was like, that's it, man. Like yeah. I can do this too. And then the next week when I stood up on stage for the first time and people came afterwards and said, Hey, that story just saved my life. 
that was like the confirmation of like, oh, I have a story. And if I have a story, that means you have a story because I realized that courage and confidence is like currency. It can be borrowed. So like after I stood up on stage as a shy kid, I had all the shy kids coming up to me saying, hey, you're a shy kid. I'm a shy kid. If you can do it, I can do it. And then they told me their story and their story is better than my story. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's a, it's a chain reaction of compassion and courage and confidence that we can create. Just one person standing up and have the courage to tell the truth will create a wave. And then that's how we started. Like 12, 12 years of that, bro, it became wow. our story. Look, like, Jared, this is what, and, and you just said it right there, that one word, you said our it became our, our like, like, like that's so significant. This story that you're telling us, because here you are again, you're headed down one road. Right. And then here's this lady out of nowhere just shows up because she heard your song from outside of the studio. Right. Yeah. So she asks you, Hey, I just want to hear the song. And you like, Oh, okay, cool. So you're in the middle of the song, Right. You're, yep. you're, 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 you're either recording the song or you're doing whatever. She's hearing the song. You look up, you hear the door close. She's gone now inside internally. You're upset with yourself because again, you're feeling like you're not good enough. You're feeling insignificant. You're feeling invaluable in your mind. The song sucked in your mind. It didn't have any substance in your mind. You felt as though your story <laughs> wasn't well, good enough, Jerry. <laughs> but what you found out, Jerry, was that you were sadly mistaken, my friend. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? You oh, found yeah. out that you were on your way, right? You were on your way for a two for one. I'd be liking to talk about these two for one because these are the coupons. When you grew up like I grew up, Jared, you know what I mean? You learn the value of coupons. So let me talk to you about this two for one. I mm. want the listeners and viewers to see what happened for you so that they know that you're sharing your story so that they know it is possible for them as well. So yeah. here you are, Jared, broken feeling insignificant and invaluable, shy as it is, but you still have a heart, a purpose to do something to inspire and uplift others. And in that very moment, Jared, what I'm hearing is that the whole time you were trying to uplift and inspire others, you just needed a little bit of hope, my bro. You yeah. just needed a little bit of hope. So in my opinion, it seems as if, and correct me if I'm wrong, that God had a divine appointment set aside specifically for you and that lady. Right. So where she provided you with hope in knowing that your story is valid, that yeah. your story is significant and it is making a difference. She did that for you and you were able to do the same thing for her through the music, through the words of the song. So we never know who we are impacting. See, we be looking for the glory on the stage, Jared. But you realize that, guess what, before you even hit that stage at that school district. You had already had your encounter. You had already had that moment. And then a week later, it was confirmed when you were on that stage. So me paraphrasing that, that sounds about right, Jared. Absolutely. And listen, I listen, man. Listen, I need you guys right now to go ahead and hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button because I'm 100% sure you're already getting value from what Jared is dropping. But look, we're about to go deeper. Jared, you ready to ride, bro? Can we ride Absolutely. deeper? Let's All go. Right. Let's talk about this, right? So we know that your business uplifts. We know that it adds values to others. We know that you are a beacon of light, inspiration, motivation, but you are specifically in that mental health space, all right? So for clarity, right, let's clarify exactly, right, how your business, how what you do adds value to others in that mental health space. Let's focus on that right quick. 
Yeah, absolutely. So when I tell that story, you know, everybody's inspired by that story. They figured out what hope was. They figured out that they are hope. Their story is hope. And when they tell the truth, they give hope to others, right? Mm. They also know now that the truth is not how, the truth is how you're feeling and how you're dealing with whatever you're going through. It's not just what you're going through. So once you know that, then you can recognize what the truth is in your life. Okay. And this is where mental health is going to come in. Because I was set out on a journey since a little kid to figure out where suicidal thoughts came from, Mm. okay? Because I actually believe that they're a natural process and a part of life. That sounds really weird, but after going through schooling, I figured out that suicidal thoughts are sent from your brain to tell you to kill the lie, not yourself, okay? And I'm going to explain that real quick. So say you're going through something in life. Somebody walks up to you and asks you, are you okay? And you say, I am fine or I'm just tired, which is the main excuses that everybody says, right? I'm fine. I didn't get good sleep last night. I'm just tired. You are now not who you say you are, okay? As small as that is, you are not who you say you are. Your brain is like, I'm not okay. And you're telling them that I'm fine, okay? So I think of life from the perspective of your brain. This will help you. Your brain is wired to keep you alive. If they wanted you dead, you would just drop dead, okay? See what I'm saying? So you say I'm fine, but you're not fine. And then next thing you know, you're making up a bunch of different lies because lie breeds lies. Like, right, you know, lies breed other lies. So eventually you're a different person around every single different group of people you're around. You're a different person around your friend and your family, different person around mom and dad, different person on social media. You have all these different personas that you've created to look fine, but you're not okay. So the truth is you're not okay. You pretend to be fine. This is going to create havoc for your brain because your brain has to keep up with all the lies and the truth at the same time. So no wonder you're in panic mode all the time because um, cortisol levels go up, stress hormones are released, adrenaline, uh, heart palpitations, panic attacks Mm. are being caused by you having to keep up with the lies and the truth. It causes cognitive dissonance. That's when you are trying to hold two or more contradictory beliefs in your brain at the same time. Eventually, you cannot live like this forever. So your brain is looking at the lies that you've created as threats, literal physical threats to you. It says kill the lie because it's killing us. Mm-hmm. Now, now, lies Jared, Jared, lie. let me pause you. Back back up. Give us that definition again. I want us to walk away educated and yeah, empowered. Absolutely. Come on, give, so, give, run that back. Cognitive dissonance is basically where it starts. Okay. It's where you're holding two contradictory beliefs in your brain at the same time. It starts as simple as I'm fine when I'm not fine. I'm fine when I'm not okay. You say you're fine, your brain's like, we're not okay. Get rid of that lie. That's why we know that triggers cause suicidal thoughts. When you're around a certain person and you have to pretend to be somebody else, your brain says, kill the lie, get back to the truth. But here's where where it gets scary for most people is if you don't know who you are, Mm. if you don't know your identity, then you might identify with a lie or a problem or a dysfunction or a disorder. You see what I'm saying? So getting rid of the problem sounds like getting rid of yourself if you identify as the problem. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So if your brain says get rid of the lie, but you don't have an identity and you think that that's who you are, that comes across as a suicidal thought. For a kid or someone, an adolescent that doesn't have an identity or doesn't know themselves yet, or for me personally, hasn't read the Bible and figured out who they are because their identity is in Christ, right? And right. Christ is the word wrapped in flesh. So the Bible will tell you who you are. You're a child of the light. You don't belong to the darkness. What is the light? The light is the truth. 
because we bring it to the light. If you say, don't leave me in the dark, that means don't lie to me. Tell me the truth. So the light is the truth. You see what I'm saying? So your identity is in the truth. So anytime you're operating outside of that, the truth or outside of the light, you will start to have suicidal thoughts. Your brain will tell you to get rid of the lies. So get back to the truth. That's Mm. your homeostasis. That's your balance is the truth. You see what I'm saying? So when you're living a lie, you will have suicidal thoughts. You will, but it's not a bad thing. Your brain's actually trying to tell you to get back on the straight and narrow path to get back to the light. So, so, so it's an internal conflict, right? Uh, If I'm hearing you correct, I want, you know, I like to pull out stuff. If you haven't figured out yet, I like to highlight things. So, so we're talking about that internal conflict between the, between identity, between a true identity and a false identity, the truth and a lie. Yeah. Right. So 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 the, the thoughts or the ideations of harming oneself, it, it, it actually comes right right from from wanting to alleviate the lie and in an effort to get back to the truth, to being who you truly are in your identity. Because, yeah, because you probably hate that person My that you created because you hate liars. Right. I ask people all the time, like, do you like liars? They're like, no, I hate them. They're like, why do you lie to yourself? Come on, Jerry. You know what I'm saying? Like for real though, because if you could see that if you created enough personas that are fake and they don't align with the truth and who you know you are deep down, mm. you would eventually hate those people. Mm. So it wouldn't be crazy to think that your brain would tell you to kill them because they're, they're physically harming you. And I say it like that because that's how the thought comes across in your brain, you know, and that's what the Bible means to me personally, when it says die to your flesh, mm. Come on. Die to the worldly desires. See, the Holy Spirit is the holy, means set apart spirit. Set apart from what, bro? The the patterns of this world. Patterns, another name for spirit. What are the patterns of this world? They're lies. Come on. So the Holy Spirit is the truth because it's set apart from the lies. There's only one truth. So your brain is saying, get rid of all those other patterns, spirit, lies, get back to the truth. Even yeah. in First John, it says, if you claim to live in the light, but you operate in the darkness, you're a liar and you don't live by the spirit of truth. So <laughs> I was reading all this with the psychology books and the Bible side by side. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty clear. Suicidal yeah. thoughts are not a bad thing. They're actually trying to tell you to get back to yourself. And the truth is, here's the truth, though. Come on, Sometimes man. the truth is that you're not OK. Wow. It's better to be not OK and say you're not OK than be not OK and say you're fine literally will cause cognitive dissonance split your consciousness into two now you're two separate people and then it just keeps going and multiplies and multiplies and multiplies and it does turn into thing like border personality disorders and all these things borderline personality disorders like this really it, it can start off from cognitive dissonance and not having a foundation or an identity right mm-hmm. and then it just goes from there and then it does become a chemical imbalance yeah. so i do get people that the backlash are like but chemical imbalances you can be born like this and i'm like hey look i can still explain it biblically a man can be uh held accountable for the sins of his forefathers up to four or five generations four like five generations you know man. don't play with this in deuteronomy you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, seriously though it's all there it's man. all there. the bible is like the first psychology book to me man yeah so Jeff, let me say this bro let me commend you first of all bro because again you've been dropping nothing but fire since this interview started and 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 i don't know if those who listen frequently have noticed the shift and the change in the flow of this particular podcast episode but i'm definitely in tune with the spirit of god when i feel the flow moving in a certain direction i like to lean towards that direction man and so i want to applaud you and commend you bro for the service that you're doing because the, you started out answering a question and that question was simply how does what you do 
add value to other people and you just poured out and you broke down the education, the psychology, and you related it to biblical theology, right? And practical application, right? To give us an understanding of what we're dealing with, man. So I want to commend you because you're definitely valuable to the community, to the world, bro. You are an asset. And I want to thank you for sharing this information of wealth with my viewers and listeners here on the King Speaks podcast. Now let's travel a little further because with everything that you're doing, right? It sounds wonderful. It sounds great to be like, okay, this is, I have a solution to a problem. I have an answer that, that, that most people struggle to, 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 to solve this problem. And I got the antidote. And I know that can't be easy, Jared. I know that it comes with obstacles. I know that when you're burdened, right? To carry, right? Something as heavy as you're carrying, heavy is the head that wears the crown. You're on the King Speaks podcast, Jared. That means that King, that crown is fitting real nice on that head of yours right now, bro. And as you speak, I know you're speaking from experience and application. So this is what I want you to talk to us about right now, Jared, because I, I told you we're going to go deep. Now we're going deeper. I want you to talk about a challenge that you're facing. I want you to talk about a challenge that you're facing and how you are overcoming that challenge. Present the problem, but also present the solution so that the viewers and listeners know that even though you have a great work, even though you aspire to do wonderful selfless things, it doesn't come without a cost or without obstacles and adversity. Let's go, Jared. Talk yeah, about it. Absolutely. So, um, I'm going to start biblical with this one, to be honest. Let's go. Uh, seek first the kingdom. Is It means to literally aim for the highest possible good, the best possible outcome for you, the people you love, and society. Like it has to all align. That's what the straight and narrow path is to me. To aim for the highest possible good it means it's good for me, it's good for my family, it's good for society. That's something that God will get behind, Okay. If it's good for you, good for your family, but terrible for society, you can't ask God for it if you ask me. That's not how that works, okay? doesn't mean me. you can't get it. You have free will. You can make it happen, but it's not going to be something that is uh, in one accord with his mission or the kingdom. You might be aiming at something else. You might be aiming at the house or the car or the money. You're not I aiming agree. at the highest possible good, okay? Yeah. So I set that up for this reason, and this is something I just figured out. A couple weeks ago, my wife had a miscarriage, Okay. And um, this is something that we have been praying for for four years. We've been trying to have a child. And um, after four years of waiting, it felt like, you know what? God finally gave us our, our, our child. And we were we were rejoicing, man. We were so happy. And then eight weeks in, uh, she has a miscarriage. And I, I'll be honest with you. I walked outside angry with God. I was, I was so mad that I was shaking. I was so mad. Okay. And um, didn't didn't last but like 30 seconds. God gave me the answer, like right away. He said, remember, you're aiming for the kingdom of God, right? Mm. He said, that means that everything is an obstacle. And, and, and he just put it in my mind like this, bro. Like, imagine you're you're aiming for the other side of the room. What's between you and your aim is, you know, maybe the table, the desk, a, a few chairs. Like, there's some things in your way. And depending on where you're standing, you might have more obstacles. That's how life is, right? But we're creatures of aim. Whatever we look at, that's our aim. That's where we're going. That's why they tell you, keep your head up after you lose. Because if you look down, you'll go down. Like your aim is everything. And he's showing me this. He's like, it's just between you and the other side of the room, though. There's not that many obstacles. He said, but if you're aiming for the highest possible good, something outside of space and time, like all the way at the top, at the very top, if you're aiming for that, the world is in your way, son. Mm. The world. 
he, he showed me, he was like, it's not the people that are standing beside you or behind you that's in your way. It's everything that's in front of you. And everything, every little thing is supercharged with meaning when you're aiming for the highest possible good. Everything, how you handle every situation. He said, it's only through suffering that you can make it to the highest possible good. Only through that. He said, I showed you with my son. And I'm just I'm just crying at this point because he's given me this realization. Like, that's why they said Jesus, is the light, he's the way that's it. He's the only door. He's the only way. So what's the only way to get to the kingdom of heaven through suffering? That's it. And it's just how you suffer that depends on if you are aiming correctly or not, if you're actually going to make it there. And that's and the so, key, Jared, how you suffer, how you go through the obstacles. Yeah, everybody suffers, bro. Life is suffering. Come on, come on, it's up to bro. you how long you suffer and how hard you suffer, you know, and what comes from that suffering. Yeah. To be honest with you, when I look around, the people that are the most successful, that have the biggest followings, the biggest impact, even the most money, just like in Matthew, when it says like, hey, your father knows you need all these things. Seek first the kingdom and these things will be added on to you. It's like the people that have all these things, they've suffered the most. Yeah. They really have. That's true. The more somebody suffers, like I remember when I first started, I didn't really have a crazy story. And I'd look around and there'd be speakers that like tried to commit suicide and, and then they lived, you know, or like people that were missing limbs and stuff and like all these big speakers. And, you know, everybody knows them. And it's like, I looked at them and was like, I don't have a suffering story like like that, you know, and, and these people get booked left and right because they have these yeah. crazy stories. And then uh, maybe, you know, be careful what you pray for, man, because oh after bro. that, I had a, a manager that uh, ended up molesting me when I was a teenager. I know that's, that's a whole nother day and a whole nother yeah, story. Yeah, we definitely, yeah, we got you know another like, interview time for that one. I've been through it. You know what I'm saying? Like on the journey after I started, God was like, are you sure you want this path? Because if you're aiming on this path, there's a lot of suffering. Come on. You know, so I, I'll, I'll give you something that you waited four years for and then take it away and see how you handle it. You know? Hey, that's and true. That, that's that's true. And, and while we right here, while we got everybody's attention, because I know they locked in and they focused, I want to take this time, Jerry, let everybody know where they can reach you at, where they can contact you, yeah. your website, information, in case somebody got some questions about the topic of mental health, in case they want to book you, bring you in, let's give them everything. This is your moment. Let them know where you at and what you got going on, bro. Absolutely. So I made it simple for everybody. It is Jared Scott Live. Jared Scott Live, JaredScottLive.com, at Jared Scott Live on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, everything's Jared Scott Live. If you type that in anywhere, you will find me. That's it. That's as easy as it gets. Real simple. Jared Scott Live. Y'all tap in with my bro. He came in. He exploded. Look, I really want to do more time, but I, I gotta I always get to this point, Jared, where I be wanting to hold my I hold I want to hold my guest a little longer than I anticipated, but I, I gotta be a good steward of the time because again, I know you're very busy, man. I'm watching you, I'm busy as well. But before we get out of here, man. I want you to say something right to that person who's watching this, who's listening to this. And we sparked their curiosity. We've sparked their interest. They're curious about this thing called hope, inspiration, motivation, right? They're, they're, they're curious to overcome, right? The, the, the suicidal thoughts or ideations, bro. They're, 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 they're seeking for something and we've triggered something in them in a positive manner, but, but they still may be held back because they may have a little fear or they may not have a support system or they may not think they have yeah. that support system. Let's let that person know, Jared, talk to them right now from your heart, pour into them right now on what they can do. 
All right, so I'm going to be straight up with anybody who's watching this that might be feeling that fear or that uncertainty. I need you to understand that fear and anxiety, they come from uncertainty. And uncertainty comes when there's a choice or a decision that needs to be made. So through fear and anxiety, you can progress your personality. You become who you're supposed to be. A lot of people just be putting that off because we like to stay in that comfort zone. But the truth is awareness of anything is what allows you to create a personalized solution. So awareness of yourself and who you are, self-awareness equals self-respect. And then you respect yourself and love yourself enough to keep you alive and then love yourself enough to make you happy. And, and so I tell people all the time, the key to success, to happiness or whatever you want to define that as for yourself is to get to know you. Like I've been lucky enough to travel around the country and I do it alone a lot of times. So I go to movies by myself. I go eat by myself, bro. Mm -hmm. I am my own best friend. I make myself laugh. I love myself. Yeah. But a lot of people haven't been alone with themselves long enough or their thoughts long enough to get to know who they really are, what makes them happy, what makes them sad, what makes them mad. You have to know you just like you're dating you like for mm -hmm. reals. I know it sounds weird, but you wouldn't just yeah. marry somebody you met yesterday. You, you would take them on dates. You would get to know them and you would ask them deeper questions to get deeper answers. You have to do that with yourself in order to love yourself. If you don't do that, then you can't love yourself. Then you can't accept love from somebody else. And then it's just a cycle. You can't accept love from God, which is which is love itself. Literally, God is love. He gives us love. We love other people. Some of us have just gotten so used to taking love, secondhand love from other people. So you do that. You have to put your love in other people's hands. Then you have to go to other people to feel love. Love is a source. He is love. God is love, says that first John. So if you learn how to love yourself and accept love, then you will get endless love from God that you will pour out overflow to other people. But it all starts with knowing the truth, who you are and whose you are. That's it. Amen. So get to know you like literally bottom line answer right there is get to know yourself. So that way you can love and respect yourself. Look, man, listen, y'all just heard it from my bro. Jared Scott live on the King Speaks podcast, man. Get to know who you are. Get to know whose you are and get to loving yourself. Listen, man, that's your big bro, Jared Scott. Y'all already know me. I'm your big bro, DeMont Pope, a.k.a. Mr. Purpose over pointless excuses. I'll see y'all next week. Yeah. yeah.